first, we are joined by the editor of Women's Day, Cedo Kitchen. And Cedo, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, straight off the bat, I know Tim Wilson, you, you're obsessed with the dress. Cedo, I am absolutely fascinated by this dress. Been been pressing uh, people for information all across the world. Didn't get much out of uh, the UK correspondent. What do you know about the dress, Cedo? Cedo? And we don't care if you don't know it. What the rumour is, we'll be just fine. Oh, Ralph and Rousseau, $180,000 dress. That's, that's, a, that's a whopping figure, isn't it? But I, I believe, it, I'm, I'm visiting, I'm just going to make this up, a big princess frock, big frock, huge train, gorgeous long veil, cinched waist. And I, what, what, for me, it's, I'm curious as to know whether or not um, how much of her kind of clavicle area will be exposed. Obviously, within a church, you wonder whether she'll be encouraged to cover those shoulders. Or, but I'm wondering, will, will, will she show a little bit of skin up top or will she be all laced up like um, Duchess of Cambridge Kate was? These are the really important questions that we're wondering this afternoon. And, we'll know soon, Tim. And what do you know about, say, Pippa? Because Pippa upstaged her sister a couple of years ago. Is Pippa going to try and upstage Meghan Markle today? Well, I don't think Pippa's coming to the wedding. She's terms. not? And, no, and nah. also... I only get one Markle, shot. Meghan Markle's got this sorted. She's not having a maid of honour. There will be no Pippa moment. <laughs> she does have bridesmaids, but she's not having that maid of honour who could potentially steal the limelight. You know how you, cut that, he cut that position right out. You know how you, <laughs> get the, you, know how you audition the maid of honour. You, you look through your Facebook friends and you find the one that's the least attractive... <laughs> <laughs> and you just uh, you give her a call and you say, uh, could you stand beside me uh, on the day of my wedding? And uh, that's how you take care of it. What about the um, what about the flowers? Do we any information about that? Yeah, we do. Um, the, 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 flower, the flowers have been uh, designed by British floral designer Philippa Craddock, and um, it's spring over there. So um, she'll be making the most of all those gorgeous wildflowers and beautiful. Um, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of white. In, in the uh, bouquets, but um, I think there'll be a white garden rose in the mix because that was Diana's favourite flower. Um, I see foxgloves. I see oh, also these uh, flowers are going to be all pollinator-friendly plants from the royal parks and meadows. So, you know, they, they're a great habitat for bees, which I understand is, is, is um, a nice sentiment, but I do hope that doesn't mean that there's going to be bees all flocking around the wedding. I think that could be a disaster. Um, I think in the bride's bouquet, we'll see a lot of white, at least one sprig of myrtle, which symbolises hope and love. Maybe a bit of uh, lily of the valley, because Kate and Diana both had these in uh, their bouquets. And peonies, uh, one of Megan's favourites. So you, you, you wish you'd never asked about the flowers. <laughs> that was a very comprehensive <laughs> answer. That was good. <laughs> I was impressed. Hey, hey Cito, your knowledge of how the royal family work, and it's not like they've never had scandals before, they've had plenty, but how do you think the Queen has been coping with the Markle debacle? Well... I don't know how the Queen's been coping, but I feel like deep down, I, I know that some of her closest, one of her closest advisors um, resigned recently, her private secretary, and I just sort of wonder if perhaps um, if he would have uh, brought Mr. Thomas Markle closer a lot long, you know, at least a month ago. Mm. I think the idea that he was going to arrive in the UK has, and still to this day hasn't met his son-in-law-to-be is quite odd. You know, ahead of any wedding. Oh, Wouldn't look, think I think it's... The end was meet each other. I feel like there could have been a bit more support for him. I'm really, surpri- I'm really surprised by that, Cedar, because it's sort of, you know, uh, let's, uh, I'm going to try Roxy's has and mags. Uh, has and mags <laughs> are sort of like ordinary folks royals, kind of. So you'd expect them to sort of schlep along to uh, Mexico, meet uh, meet the future dad-in-law at some point. Have a few and tequilas. Yeah, have a, yeah. Have, yeah have do a few margaritas. body slides together. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a body laughs> <slide>. <laughs> but, but I know. 
the, think I, it's completely I get, sad. But it is. It is sad. I guess the 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 thing that is interested me i guess the sort of the development that i wanted to, to ask you about is prince charles walking up the aisle uh with Meghan markle is that a big stretch for the royal family i see it as a sort of nurturing gesture from uh from well, prince I thought it was slightly i thought it was slightly odd to be honest but i do understand there's another um wedding that he, yeah i think one of his another person he's done that for in recent times um, so I think it is a nurturing gesture but, and a welcome to the family gesture, but I still thought it was odd. I still think it's quite strange with a wedding of that size that Meghan Markle only has one family member there, her mum. I think that's quite extraordinary. But anyway, um, that's her decision, I guess. But yeah. And, and so what do you well, think about whether the mother would have walked her down the aisle and whether there would I be thought that was a lov- I thought that was a lovely blood. idea. I thought that was a lovely idea. Not going to happen, but I thought it was a lovely idea. I mean, Meghan is a very... Um, staunch feminist, very outspoken on her. You know, she really is. You know, mm. she's worked for um, United. She's a United Nations, been a United Nations advocate for women, and she's, very, you know, she has said, "I am proud to be a woman and a feminist." And she's, I think, I thought it would have been a major step forward actually if the mother walked down the aisle. But there you go. Does she, she have any style. friends going to the wedding? If she's got no family no, except for the yeah, mum? Yeah, loads of friends. So she's got. I mean, I think there's cat. The um, cast are there. She's very, very close to a woman by the name of a friend from uh, her best friend is from um, Canada. We're very well connected, Jessica Mulroney, who's um, kind of just self described as the Gwyneth Paltrow of Toronto. And, uh, is is, is that a compliment? Over. Or <laughs> I think it is. Does she have a dreadful <laughs> website with very expensive? <laughs> <laughs> yes, three of her kids are in the bridal party, so she's incredibly close to her. So yes, she will be surrounded by some close friends, but still, no uh, family except for mum. We're also on uh, Princess Beatrice' watch uh, after that ludicrous fascinator uh, at the previous uh, royal wedding. What do you think? Is she going to be told to tone it down or is she going to double down? Well, her sister's getting married shortly, so she's going to get a lot of attention anyway. I think Beatrice will be... I think she'll still want some attention. I'm looking out for her hat. I'm looking for a nice, ugly hat. <laughs> that's, that's, that's going to be an insert shot for sure, don't you reckon, Cito? Oh, Brilliant. So we're actually, I don't know where you guys are going to be. Are you going to be, are you listening to the wireless I hear? But um, I'm well, doing the, I'm going to be um, on the three panel, on the TV three panel, and then I'm going to go into the office and, and watch it there, and then we're working through the night, guys. Wow. Yeah, we, we heard Deadline about it. Deadline first thing in the morning. Oh, my goodness, because you've got a, an edition coming out, uh, coming out, is it on tomorrow? Is that when it's uh, hitting the streets or yeah, Monday? Yes, yeah, Auckland, Auckland it will be out tomorrow afternoon, evening, and, I mean, as fast as people can um get those copies around the, the supermarkets, to be honest, in the shops, and then Monday, um, the rest of the North Island, moving from there. But, um, yeah, so it's a big night. And I've got my nine-year-old's birthday in the morning. So oh, golly, 12, you're going to be working 12, hard. 12 little boys coming over. Quite hey, a weekend. <laughs> hey, look, while we're talking about the role of the press, and uh, as, the, as the editor of uh, Women's Day, you've got to field this question. The role of the paparazzi in the Thomas Markle debacle and also uh, with Thomas Markle's sister, do you think they've gone too far this week? What's your position? Oh, I just feel like he might have been a bit misguided here and a bit overwhelmed. I mean, he's not the first person close to the royal family that's um, uh, sort of orchestrated some pat. When we think back to the most beloved royal of them all, Princess Diana, you know, she was very close to the pats too to try and portray an image that she was um, keen to get out there. And I think... He obviously fell for the advice where he had been portrayed reasonably negatively in recent times. He, you know, the sister, the daughter, his daughter, other daughter went on the record saying, you know, all the photos have been of him drinking beer and 
and um, eating takeaways and, you know, that was trying to put out sort of a nice aroma getting suited up and, you know, doing a bit of royal research. So I, I felt sorry for the guy, to be honest. Mm. I know that I know that other people think he might have been. I think it, yeah, I think it was more about the images rather than the money, from what I could gather. But I don't know for certain. As far as Cito, as far as the interest from the public, both in New Zealand and around the world, how does this wedding compare to the last royal wedding? Well, if you'd asked me six weeks ago, I would have said the other one was a much bigger deal. He's the future king. William was the future king. Um, you know, but, but actually, I think the fizzle and the fever for this one is, is, is bigger now. And I think I think two billion people watched Wills and Kate's wedding in 2011, and they're, they're estimating three billion these days because people can watch it in so many different ways via streaming and things. So I think this is massive. And I think it's partly because... You know, there's this whole American Hollywood glamour that's come to come to this wedding, and and a bit of uh, scandal this week probably made people um, pique their interest as well. And but people like Harry. I mean, people genuinely people like Harry. Love Harry. Yeah. I think we've watched him have his ups and downs over the years. We've watched him grow up, and he's always had that wonderful fun spirit, which I think is a reflection of his mum. And and you know, we've seen some pretty wild times as well, where he's obviously done it, doing it, you know, searching for himself. Then later, in more recent years, we've seen him searching for the one, and to see him so happy. I don't know if you saw pictures of him outside Windsor Castle today, but oh my gosh, he just looks so handsome and happy. And you, I think we're just all keen to share in the joy. Thank you so much for joining us, Cito Kitchen, editor of Women's Day, and and have fun with the all nighter. We'll talk again soon. See you. Thank you.